the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to this September 12th edition of the Michelle Tafoya podcast. Today, lots to cover. What happened on September 11th was a little embarrassing, if you asked me, but maybe not as embarrassing as a mayor allowing himself to be spanked by a drag queen and so much more. Stay with us. That's next. Now, it's time for some sanity. It's the Michelle Tafoya podcast. Well, a lot has happened in the last 24 hours, and... So much of it centered around September 11th and the president of the United States commemorating the day in Alaska. And we'll get to that in a minute. Plus, a mayor inviting people to watch him be spanked by a drag queen. I, where the hell are we? What year is this? What planet are we on? I, I just, I, I'm, I'm baffled. Lots more to get to. Just some interesting stories. Plus, my take on Aaron Rodgers. Um I've known Aaron for a long time, so I'll give you my take on that injury as well. But first, do you think that your skin and your face enjoyed the summer as much as you did? Because it was hot and it was humid. There is Ella from Rockford, Illinois, who says this, I have both age and acne spots, and this stuff is actually fading both of them. This serum is worth every penny. Well, what is Ella talking about? She's talking about the dark spot corrector from Genucel. It's a must-have after the kind of summer that we had with the heat and humidity, you got your sunspots, your brown spots, discoloration, even red and inflamed patches, all of that can disappear while you watch in front of your eyes. And here is the Genucel amazing guarantee. You'll see results day one or you get your money back. That is a promise. So take advantage of the Genucel most popular package, which now includes the dark spot corrector, plus the classic Genucel bags and puffiness treatment and immediate effects, all at about 70% off. So you can try the best skin in the world, skincare in the world, so you can get the greatest looking skin in the world. And you can do this completely risk-free. It is risk-free. Did you know that Genucel offers a compliments guarantee? They'll give you your money back. If you don't get compliments on how much younger that you look, how about that? It's simple. Go to genucel.com slash Michelle. Do that today. Start looking years, maybe even decades younger. Genucel, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Michelle. Say goodbye to the dark and liver spots, bags and puffiness under the eyes, crow's feet, all at genucel.com slash Michelle, genucel.com slash M-I-C-H-E-L-E. You'll see results day one. You'll get compliments everywhere you go. That's guaranteed. Genucel.com slash Michelle. Genucel.com slash M-I-C-H-E-L-E. Okay, quick first on Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Not since Tom Brady injured his knee in a week one game when he was still with the Patriots. Do I remember an injury this devastating? Now, I'm sure there have been. Uh, the last time I covered an Aaron Rodgers injury, you may remember it was in Green Bay and he came back out of the tunnel after halftime, much to the surprise of all of us, continue to play and then win the game. Not the case last night when the New York Jets uh, were playing on Monday Night Football. It was the fourth play from scrimmage, I believe, and Achilles. 
And it was hard to tell watching the game. Now, if if I'm on the sideline, I can kind of tell what an injury might be, particularly with an Achilles, because I know this sounds gross, but you can see it kind of roll up the back of the, the leg. So what television probably couldn't show was a close enough shot. And with his sock and shoe there, you probably couldn't see it. But often in person, you can. Uh, still, I didn't think that was what was what happened. But in fact, it is. So his season is over. You don't come back from a fully torn Achilles tendon in in a, in a year. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is one of the most mentally tough people that I know. And I'm not suggesting that he's going to come back and play next year. I don't know that. This is I, the Jets. This is the dark cloud that is over the New York Jets and has been since Joe Namath left. Basically, <laughs> there's just been so little success there. But it's tough for Aaron Rodgers. He's a human being. He was looking forward to uh, making this new start in a different shade of green. And it's over. It's over before it even began. So this is a big, big story. I think the Jets were slated to have five games in primetime this year. Usually the, the great teams, the teams that are expected to be very good or have the big stars, they get the maximum number of games in primetime. That's how the league schedules everything. And I would imagine those primetime games are looking at uh, sort of reshuffling the schedule. You can do that at a certain point in the season. You can flex out of the games that you had and into other games. We'll see how they all maneuver, but all the best to Aaron. Uh, I consider him a friend and I wish him well. And on that note, let's go to September 11th, just 24 hours ago. Joe Biden was flying back from the G20 and then a stop in Vietnam at, which I thought were just abysmal appearances on his part. And then he touches down in Alaska and there's this big formal ceremony on a military base in Alaska. And I'm sure most of you saw it. If you didn't, we're going to play a clip for you because they had the first speaker was a woman who introduced the day and how important 9-11 is and what we're you know, commemorating and talking about that day. And then uh, Joe Biden, the president of the United States, was introduced and he came up. And the governor of Alaska was there. And here's how Joe Biden began his 9-11 speech, the day that we commemorate the tragedy that shook not only America, but the world. And here's how the current president of the United States started off. Governor Don Levy, it's good to see you. Governor and I have something in common. We're both from Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I wish I had him playing in my high school ball club when I was playing. But I would have, could have been an All-American having you in front of me. No, Representative Mary, Mary thank you for, uh, for speaking. And, and the Mayor David Bronson and Major General, uh, uh, I, 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 I really appreciate all you do. Okay. And Adjutant General Sachs. And the you can end it right there. You can end it. Just lands. end it, John. It's, it it's so embarrassing. I could have been an All-American if you had been there. Guests. Now, whether or not that's irreverent, whether or not he's, it's a joke, 9-11 is no joke. So just a little piece of advice, Joe. Don't start with a joke when you're commemorating 9-11. It's just inserting himself into every possible situation. And perhaps there is a theory going around. This is why the White House did not want Joe Biden at the Pentagon, at the White House, uh, in Shanksville, or at Ground Zero for 9-11 because there could have been a gaffe. Although he could have just been there and not said a damn thing. But I guess that would have opened him to criticism as well. Regardless, uh, bad day, bad week 
for the White House, in my opinion. And look, I'm cheering for America. I want us to do well. I want things to be good. And later on this week, we're going to have Gerard Baker from the Wall Street Journal. He has a book called American Breakdown, which is so important, and I can't recommend it enough. Gerard Baker, Jerry Baker, the Wall Street Journal, the book is American Breakdown. We're going to hear from him uh, in the next day or two on this very podcast to talk about what can be done to rebuild faith and trust in American values. I'm just still baffled as to how people want to buy into the notion that this country is evil and bad when this country has been done more for freedom and liberty across the planet than any other country. And if you want to keep relitigating re and relitigating and relitigating the things that have happened in the past, you can do that. I don't know what you're solving at this point. It might be better off to look at our relationships with China where slavery still exists and re-examine that. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right. So that was Joe Biden on 9-11. I thought just a terrible embarrassment. But there's another embarrassment that happened this week. And guess what? You'll never believe where it happened in California. My former home state. Look, I was born and raised there. I went to college and grad school there. My mom still lives there. God bless her. She's 92. She would leave if she could, but she's not going to. So um, it's a really screwy place. And even comedian Rob Schneider who has recently come out of the closet as a conservative has said, it's official. You can no longer raise your kids in California, but here's what happened uh, in one particular town. Burbank is just outside of LA. It's kind of Northeast of LA. It's where all the big studios are. You hear about Burbank live from Burbank, California. Well, Burbank mayor, Constantine Anthony. Here's the, here's the first line of this article. Burbank Mayor Constantine Anthony was spanked by a drag queen at the Santa Clarita Valley Democrats drag queen bingo fundraiser on Saturday. I don't know what this obsession is with drag lately and why we have to have drag queen story hours or drag queen bingo or whatever the hell. I mean, this whole gender ideology that is, it seems to me, has gained a far too important place in society for what it really is. I don't care if you're a drag queen. I don't care. I've, I've, look, RuPaul is very entertaining. There are, some, I, there are some drag shows that are very entertaining. But when it starts to cross over into education and into fundraising for political causes, I mean, I guess you do you, but this is the state of things. Um, a video, which we're going to show you here, 
depicts Mayor Constantine Anthony of Burbank bent over a table people sat at as a drag queen whacked him with a paddle. The video was posted to Instagram by the Wise Nuts podcast and caught wind online after being reposted to the popular X accounts Libs of TikTok. Local press reported that the fundraiser was billed as being for ages 15 and up, but that it was, quote, not suitable for children. Libs of TikTok wrote that the mayor, Anthony, was spanked by the drag queen in front of children, but the Burbank mayor says there were no children present at the event. No children were in attendance, Anthony said. All attendees were over 21 years of age. Anthony also said it has been confirmed that there were no attendees under the age of 21, but you videotaped it. So, so what does it matter if the people present were at least 21? It was posted on Instagram. Virtually every child in America has an Instagram account. Uh, and on the Instagram account, the original video post by the mayor, the comment on there was jealous. Like, are you jealous of me getting spanked by a drag queen? I've got one answer to that. No, I don't judge you, but I'm not jealous. Uh, the video of Anthony comes as California parents share their concerns with a new rule that could have their kids become wards of the state. Listen to that phrase, wards of the state. This is freaking Dickensian. A California mom concerned about a new state measure requiring judges to consider whether a parent has affirmed their child's belief that they are transgender during custody battles, warned Sunday that the policy could have disastrous implications. Quote, this is the steady assault on family and children that we've been seeing this legislative session and throughout the past couple of years in California. Nicole Pearson, a mom of three and member of the newly formed Protect Kids California group, said, if both parents and are conservative and they are not comfortable affirming their child, what does it mean? The way that we read the law is that both parents will be jeopardizing the child's health, safety, and welfare. Does that mean that the state will find that both parents are endangering or neglecting or even abusing their child and remove custody from both parents? And if no one is available to step up and take custody of the child, that child becomes the ward of the state. People need to be paying attention to what's happening here in California, she continued. You think? So if I'm a California parent and I'm going through a divorce and my child says, Mom, I, I'm a hen. I want to identify as a hen. And I say, you know what, Johnny, you're not a hen. You can pretend you're a hen anytime you want, but you're not a hen. I know you believe or want to believe that you're a hen, but you're not. Okay. You're, I'm just keeping it real with you. And you don't get to act like a hen and you don't get to lay eggs or sit on eggs. And no, I'm not going to feed you chicken feed. No, because you can pretend you're a hen, but you're not a hen. So now you're not affirming your child's identity. So can that child be taken away from you? Now, if this only has to do with gender, still, my six-year-old comes to me and says, Mom, I, I want to be a girl. I think I'm a girl. 
And I say, you know what? Okay, let's spend some time talking about this, but we're not going to put you on any puberty blockers yet because you're only six. And, you know, maybe let's have some discussions with some people who know a little bit about this kind of thing. And we're going to work through this because you're only six. My daughter, who is almost 15, said to me the other day, I haven't been alive that long. It's one of the most wise things she's ever uttered. She was talking about maybe getting a tattoo in the future and having some words tattooed on her that were meaningful, given to her by someone in her life. And I said, who might that be? And she said, well, you know, maybe you or dad, but I haven't been alive that long. I haven't had that many experiences. I just adore her. All right. The California State Assembly passed AB 957 on Friday, dealing a blow to parental rights activists like Pearson who warned the policy could jeopardize parental custody rights because they disagree with the child's decision to identify with a gender that does not correspond with their biological sex. They don't mention age here or anything, but you start taking away parental rights, all hell is going to break loose. It already is. Parents, not the state, are the ones with the biggest investment and biggest stake in their child's future not the state. I can only imagine what the state would do with a child like that. Talk about hindering the child's mental health and future. Taking the child away from its parents during a custody battle because they're not affirming the the gender preference of the child? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Folks, this is insane. There is no other way to discuss it. And for all those people out there who say, oh, but if a ch- if a parent abuses the child when they find out that they if a parent is abusing the child, there's a whole lot more going on than than whether than the child's gender decision. And yes, children who are being abused by their parents should be taken away from those abusive parents. But if I say lovingly, "Honey, I know right now you may be confused about your gender, so we're going to work it out. We're going to take some time with this. And that's not affirming enough for the state. And you can take your child away, take my child away from me because of that. I don't know what planet we're living on anymore, if that is the case. I I really don't. All right. Which leads us into the next story. Um, This is another mother's warning. Biden's Title IX changes could affect your son's life. And this is another critical story that I I want people to be aware of. Parents dropping off their sons at college ought to have the talk. And this author is Caroline McCaughey. I hope I'm saying that right. At Fox News. Yes, Fox News. And I happen to agree with her. Parents dropping their sons off at college might have to have the talk. I'm referring to the risk of being accused of sexual assault and the Biden administration's major changes to Title IX come October. We're talking about this October, which is weeks away, right? If my two sons were starting college this fall, I would tell them this. Be doubly sure you get consent for her sake and yours and yours. Maybe even record that consent. How romantic. Your education and your future may depend on it. 
Under Biden's proposed uh, Title IX rules, if a college student is accused of sexual assault or harassment, he will no longer have the right to a live hearing, to cross-examine his accuser and witnesses, or to be represented by an attorney. Did you just hear what I said? I'm going to say it again. Under Biden's proposed Title IX rules, if a college student is accused of sexual assault or harassment, he will no longer have the right to a live hearing, to cross-examine his accuser and witnesses, or to be represented by an attorney. Instead, a school administrator can decide to forego a hearing and weigh the quote-unquote credibility of each party on his own, acting as investigator, judge, and jury in the case. The standard for determining guilt will also be weakened from, quote, clear and convincing to, quote, a preponderance of the evidence. In other words, that there's 50.1% or greater chance an assault occurred. 50.1%. Not great odds in what often are he said, she said cases. Like the Duke Lacrosse case that ruined the lives of some young men at Duke. And that was many years ago. There's been a lot of coverage of Biden's Title IX changes, barring blanket bans on transgender participation in women's sports. Do they bar blanket bans on women participating in men's sports, transgender men, like women who go from being female to male? Or is it just the other direction? I know we don't see it very often because, quite frankly, there aren't that many women who could compete against biological men. I hope you heard that right. But more consequential to most students and less frequently discussed is the enfeeblement of due process rights for those accused of sexual harassment and assault. College students, mainly young men, should be worried. Biden's Title IX changes are a reversal of rules implemented by the Trump administration in 2020 and a return to the believe all women attitude laid out in the Obama administration's 2011 Dear Colleague letter. Biden in 2020 campaigned on getting rid of Trump policies, a Brooklyn College history professor who studies sexual assault cases, Casey Johnson tells me, tells the author, not me. Biden on this issue is the truest of true believers. Biden didn't, quote unquote, believe his own accuser, though. False accusations of sexual assault may be rare, but if you're the person being wrongly accused, you damn well want to prove your innocence. And you want the right to prove your innocence. It's a big deal, the legislative and policy director of the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, Joe Cohn, tells the author. These changes will, quote, strip due process protections out of the process or at least give schools the green light to do so. I want women who are assaulted to speak up and get justice. And this writer, who is female, goes on to say, I was sexually assaulted by a stranger who jumped out of a bush and grabbed me late at night my first weekend of freshman year of college. I screamed loud enough to scare him away after a few grabs, but I understand the trauma. The man who attacked me later assaulted other students on campus. Stripping accused students of the right to a fair hearing, though, is not a pathway to justice. Under Obama's Title IX rules, there were more than 600 lawsuits brought by accused students against colleges alleging unfair disciplinary proceedings. Many of these suits were successful. In one high-profile case, a Columbia University grad student was stripped of his diploma 
and fought in court for more than four years until ultimately being cleared in large part because he had recorded audio of the night in question. Columbia settled with him for an undisclosed sum. Another high-profile case that could have had chilling effects on colleges that forgo live hearings and cross-examination is that of Saifullah Khan, an Afghan refugee who won a full scholarship to Yale. After a Halloween party in 2015, a fellow Yale student accused Khan of raping her. Khan said the sex was consensual. Khan was acquitted of all charges in a criminal court in 2018, but Yale expelled him later that year anyway after conducting its own hearing. He was acquitted of all charges in a criminal court, but Yale expelled him anyway. Khan is now suing Yale and his accuser, Jane Doe, for defamation and $110 million in damages. In late June, the Connecticut Supreme Court ruled unanimously that Jane Doe did not have immunity from defamation because the Yale hearing was so devoid of due process protections, no cross-examination, and no testimony under oath, it could not be considered even quasi-judicial. In essence, no due process, no immunity protections for accusers. And Khan spoke to this author for this article saying, at heart, what makes something judicial is fairness. And he called Yale's proceedings a kangaroo court. Could Khan be guilty of rape? It's possible. No one knows but him and his accuser. But he was acquitted in a criminal court. And the lack of due process protections at the Yale proceeding tarnishes its findings. That doubt doesn't help Jane Doe. She may be facing another trial. (laughs) I don't know, man. Look, I was raised in Southern California. I went to the University of California at Berkeley. I went to grad school at University of Southern California. I had conservative parents. I had extremely liberal sisters and still do. I have a conservative brother. I don't know that any of this matters when you're talking about fairness. Equal treatment under the law. Parents aren't getting it. Many men aren't getting that equal treatment. And we all got to perk up our ears and pay attention. And then you know what you got to do after that? You got to vote for people who go along with your values on more than one issue. And here's what's going to happen in 2024. I'm going to predict this about Democrats. They're going to scare the living bejeebies out of everybody with their claims about abortion rights being totally banned in this country when that's never going to happen, as Nikki Haley rightfully said in the first presidential debate, because you don't have the votes in the Senate to make it happen. It's not going to happen. So, but they're going to scare you into believing that. And they're going to scare all young people into voting that way. I don't know, man. I, I see our country in decline. It's things like this. It's things like parents being having their rights taken away by the state. Is by mayors bending over to get spanked by drag queens. I mean, you do you, but what the hell? Putting it on Instagram, jealous? It's like Gavin Newsom. It's 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 all the bizarre decisions for saying, you know, if you don't if you don't tell your kid and affirm your kid, and I don't again, how early is this? My child is two, and they think they're the opposite gender. I'm supposed to affirm that? Or you run the risk of the state 
taking on your child as a state ward, a ward of the state. (sighs) Pay attention. That's all I'm asking. And I'll ask two other things. Be brave and do good. Do the right thing. And we'll see you next time. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.